0: Anywhere unless you want to. The Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at rondon.com.
1: Hey you guys what's going on it's episode 229 now of ron and don show
2: what is up ron and don yeah don't
1: forget if you want to reach out to us we can reach back all you have to do is go to Sitdown.com and you can get signed up for the nation news i think right? you
2: can it's right at the top of the website also we have uh, buyers playbooks and sellers playbooks for if you're jumping into the real estate journey even if you bought and sold houses before this is a very special market right now for a lot of different reasons uh we just wrote some big articles on that, that you can find on our social media page uh, and click on those links but uh, reach out to me directly ron at windermere.com if you want that buyer's playbook seller's playbook
1: yeah we're very busy this week we're bringing homes on in just about every county and outside of that i think in a 24-hour period uh, we just wrote up three different deals except so, for
2: whatcom county we, yeah. we don't we
1: haven't done anything else. i'm down with whatcom county bring it whatcom <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Hey, coming up on The Ron Don Show, Facebook, why are they in a fight with Australia? And uh, every night before my son goes to bed, I lay next to him and have a conversation. We had a conversation the other night that I want to make sure that you're having with your kids. I want to make sure you're having this conversation with your kids. In fact, it's connected to this first story that Ron's going to talk about. And let's take you over to Japan right now where there's a minister of what? They just appointed a minister of
2: loneliness uh, in Japan for uh, during the pandemic. They've noticed there's been a rise in suicides, specifically among single women. Mm. Uh, And in fact, the death count for uh, single women, more suicides than COVID deaths Mm. uh, in this past couple months. And so they... Are, they've appointed this minister. The, the, the culture in Japan is, is, is very different than the United States, so I'm not advocating for that here necessarily. I do like the gesture, though. So to have someone that comes out uh, that, that represents the government that says, hey, um, we know that you're lonely. This is hard. Let's get this out into the public domain. Let's not be afraid to talk about it. It's not shameful to admit that you're lonely. We are going to try to at least have some sort of, of dialogue and some resources and some recognition that, that this is happening and that you're lonely. And, and I admit I've been lonely through this quite a bit. Hmm. Uh, and, the thing that happens to me is probably similar to what is happening there is I immediately will compare myself to other like we've known people that have died. Our, our old uh, supervisor, Darren, passed away from COVID. Um, we have had people in our lives that have gotten very sick uh, and almost died. And so immediately I go there and go, well, comparatively, I'm, I don't have I don't have anything to complain about. Like I'm doing pretty good. We we've talked about. We're really busy with our real estate thing. Our our podcast is seeing a, a tremendous success, etc. And so and I have. Then I go. You have no right to be lonely, or you have no right to be depressed because other people have it worse than you. Um, and so I'm having to to sort of take a moment and go. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be lonely. Uh, it's uh you know I'll find it's it's funny. And I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I found this this super charming YouTube channel the other day. And it's a guy in Mississippi that that makes little toys and stuff. And he's got a he's kind of like a Bob Ross sort of character. Mm-hmm. And and he's super calm. It it doesn't really even matter what he's doing. Yeah. It's like 15 minutes where I can just check out, watch. He's called The Craft Man. And so you just watch the Craft Man he He has a really gentle thing, and he shows you just a, a craft mm. he 'll make something or show you how he does this that or the other, but it 's really just about him, his personality it 's calming, and um, you read the comments in there, and there 's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments of people was like man it 's been a really tough week, and I was so happy when I saw this video go up. You're, you're, you're so calming. Uh, My life is so hectic right now. And I know that for 15 minutes I can just escape and walk. So there's this community uh, around this and at night when I'm feeling lonely, it's like, okay, I'll go out and I have never met this guy. I don't know these guys, but you'll, you feel like, Oh, I I can just, I have something that is where I'm not alone. Mm. Uh, And even though I would never make any of the things that he makes, uh, maybe I would, but it's just uh, I don't know. Do you do you get what I'm trying to say?
1: No, I, I I get that, and I and I feel very fortunate because I even though my immediate family's not here, uh, my son's here, and our dog Charlie is here, and I've seen a lot of people go out and get dogs. Some of my best friends have gone out and just they, especially the ones that live alone. And I know that you've been thinking about getting a dog or getting something to take care of getting something or something that that or someone that relies on you and gives you a sense of purpose and sometimes when you're a little kid man it just it starts with just feeding your fish right you're just trying to keep your fish alive then you get a little older you get into college and you're like how okay in your college dorm how do i not kill this fern how does how does this how does this fern make it through my college years and the fern usually doesn't make it we know the fish dies. You flush the, the fish at some point. The fern doesn't make it. But then later on in life, you hope, as you get animals you love, like horses and cats and dogs and, and other things, reptiles, whatever it is. There there, there there is a sense of purpose when we know that Charlie is relying on us for his mental health, right? Because he's a young dog still. He's only two years old. And he needs to get out and he needs to exercise. So my son and I, every day... Uh, not only do we walk Charlie, but then we go on one big long walk with Charlie. And we go somewhere, we go down this avenue, and we have this certain certain places we go and we pick up food and we get a snack. We've also developed things like every I'd stop eating meat for a long time, but on Sunday nights my son and I have rib nights, so you're invited to come oh, nice. over. So we've been making ribs every uh Sunday night. We don't turn on the TV, we don't watch movies, we sit together as a family, which is this he and I and 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 Charlie, and we eat ribs and we talk and we have important conversations. And in fact, in a moment I'm going to tell you about one of those conversations. But I think it takes a pair of balls as a man, and I congratulate you to be that vulnerable and to say to people, you know what, I get lonely. I think if more people would do that and more people like you, Ron, and, and be honest because it's brave to do that, um, and I'm getting a little misty-eyed thinking about it, thank you for doing that because I think I think you just helped a lot of people because I think that resonated resonated with them. So thank Yeah, you
2: and, and one simple thing that's super easy to do is I reached out to a friend, Michael, that you know, and said, hey, Michael, can we do a Zoom call once a week? And in fact, today is the day that we'll do that. And we just jump on zoom and we just talk about our week. And sometimes it's, we don't do it every week. Sometimes we have to reschedule, but just he's, he's a guy I've known for over 20 years and he lives in a different city. And so just do that, reach out and call somebody and just say, Hey, can we, I did a movie club for a while Hmm. with uh, Tom Tangney and Rachel bell. That's great. Uh, and that was really fun. We'd watch a movie every week and talk about it on zoom. So like, just, Take the initiative if nobody else is taking the initiative. And
1: if you're lonely, time block. You, you, you time block for your clients or you time block for your boss or you time block for your kids. But do you time block for you? Do you create some time in there where either you're going to get some FaceTime with a parent or a best friend? Do you, do you, do you time block and say, I'm going to spend this hour and I'm going to jump on a call tonight and talk to my mom? Uh, Do you time block to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? And if you're going to go for a walk, why not invite somebody? And sometimes they can't go at the last minute. Or we're sitting here wearing masks and still being socially distanced apart. I see people all the time on my block walking together, and it's beautiful. They, They walk six feet apart. There are two women that walk their dogs every day and one walks on one side of the street and the other one walks on the other. And I've watched them for the last year go by and they're socially distancing and they're older women and they're taking care of themselves. And yet they're out on a, on a, on a daily walk with each other. So it's so
2: it's okay to feel lonely. It's okay to tell other people you feel lonely and it's okay to ask. It doesn't, you're not defective. Uh, you're not, it's not disrespectful to people that have worse than you. Um, it's, it's okay. You don't feel guilty about it. Uh, it's a human emotion. And you've been, if you've been isolated, you're going to feel that and you can reach out to someone.
1: Yeah. Hey, coming up on the other side of this, uh, I had a boss one time. He was a great friend. He's a great parent. He told me one thing that he did every night, which had a profound impact, uh, on his connection to his five kids. And all those kids are older now. Most of them are married. And I just, I try to surround myself by people that do things better than I do. And uh, Carl was definitely, is definitely one of those people. I want to tell you about what Carl told me. And if you're a parent, I want you to listen to this. Uh, I'll see you in 30.
0: We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one.
2: When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Peter did.
0: I moved over to Kitsap County, across from Seattle, and it was becoming more difficult to manage the triplex So I thought maybe I should check with them about whether it would be a good time to sell. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on, you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. And because I lived over in Kitsap County, it was gonna be difficult for some of the general contractor type things. So I said, well, if you guys will do that, I'm, I'm ready to put it on the market. So they took over when, the landscape person didn't do a very good job, in their opinion. They came over and redid it, <laughs> and they didn't charge me anything for that, so I, I was very thankful for that. We went on the market. We had multiple offers. We had one fella that offered $50,000 more than the asking price, and in addition, he had no contingencies. so I jumped on that one. The important thing to me was my son is in college and he was getting ready to go to the UW and I've been renting him one of my apartments so I needed to find a a replacement for him. Ron uh, basically did a check for the areas that I said I was interested in buying. He gave us a whole list of uh, properties that were available. He came with us Sunday morning and we looked at probably five different places, made an offer on one but didn't get that one, made an offer on a second one and did get that one and uh, it was just it was a very smooth process. I would very much work with them again.
2: When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com
0: Sign up for the Nation News at rondonradio.com all
1: right you guys welcome back to episode 229 and don't forget uh we love doing this radio show for you on our podcast but we also are licensed brokers as you just heard with WinRail.
2: yeah if you are thinking about jumping in and you know what's been fun is we got a couple uh brand new first-time homebuyers uh that we've done sit-downs with in the last week one of them's a firefighter uh and it's exciting to go and they were like, hey, we thought we'd never be able to buy something, but now we want to buy because we have a couple of kids. And uh, teaching them or helping them, assisting them to say, you know, here's where we're going to start. In six months, you're going to be here. And then we're going to be able to start to look uh, and, and we're going to find you a house. Very exciting. So if you're just starting out or if you're like, hey, we have another client that's probably bought 40 homes over his life uh, and that transaction is a little bit different yeah. and he's teaching us some stuff, but either way uh, we are here. If buyers or sellers will get you that playbook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. You guys. So uh, if you want to reach out to us directly too, you can just go uh, Ron at uh, Windermere, uh, dot com. As I was telling you uh, before that break, when we worked in terrestrial radio had a boss by the name of Carl and Carl was this wise, he's Carl's probably 10 years older than I am. And just super wise, great parent. And he's been married most of his life. I have not. And he has five children. And every time I look on Facebook and I see a wedding happening, a child being brought into the world. uh, And then one of his kids would come by the radio station. I get to meet them. And you could see that this just wasn't a fake Facebook celebration. There's a real connection with Carl, with his wife, who we've met. His son, who played Stanford football. In fact, we went down and watched his son play uh, play football at Stanford with Carl and Kim. And then uh, his other son, Charlie, went to UW and uh, was ro- he was a rower out there. And just all his kids, really, really fantastic. Uh, and they and, and I always wondered. I, I wonder if I could have the same connection with my son that, that Carl ha- has with his kids. And so I, I asked him, you know, what what was the secret? Like, what was the secret of your connection? Because he worked all the time. He's working all the time. You see him all the time at the radio station sometime on the weekends. He said, Don, I did something very simple. And it was something that my dad used to do with me is he said every night as the kids are going to bed, I would just do a tour and I would sit down on their bed and I would just say, hey, is there anything you want to talk about? And he said, sometimes they were dead tired from the day and they would have nothing to say. And he said, other times, next thing you know, you're having a, you're having a 20 minute conversation. Now, when you get up to five kids and you're having a 20 minute conversation <laughs> right. at night, you got to figure out some way how to consolidate that. So I don't know exactly how how Carl did that. Just said, Maybe hey, there's a rotation. Is there anything you want to talk about? We're on the clock. You got five minutes. Go. <laughs> exactly. But 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 you know, you sit in sitting Carl's office, he would never make you make you feel that way. And he said, born out of that, he would have his kids end up disclosing things to him, like when they were when when they were already into puberty and things that that they had questions about, whether it be drugs or sexuality or drinking or whatever. And be, because they felt like that communication channel was open, they would speak with him about that. And we always hear this where people say there's no judgment. And then right after that, we hear them judge someone, right? No judgment, and then they, there's no judgment, but conjunction, now let me judge you. With, with Carl, there really is no judgment. and And that's the way that he made his kids feel when they would sit down, and have these conversations. And then he said, You know what? Sometimes they don't, you, you think they want your advice? They they're not fishing for your advice, Don. They just want to be heard. They just wanna be heard. And something happens when you speak something to another human, and we were just talking about loneliness, and you make that connection. And then you you engage your other senses because now you're speaking something out loud, you're admitting something and you're pulling something sometimes from a place of darkness into the light and letting another human know, that's where, that, that's where real freedom comes from, when you, when you can do that. And there truly is no judgment. And then he says, sometimes, maybe it was time to give them uh, some direction. And he said, other times, it was time to just sit and, and to listen. So the other night, I'm sitting in my son's uh, room. And I sit down on his bed, and I've been practicing this. And in fact, I usually, when I would do it at night, sometimes it wouldn't work. And so I, would, I, I told my son when he was going to school, I'm going to drive you to school every day. And we're not going to get on the school bus. I'm just going to drive you. And then I would ask him on the drive to school, is there anything you want to talk about? And boy, were there things that he wanted to talk about. And He'd have a lot of energy in the morning. Well, with COVID, we can't do that. And so I was missing some of these conversations. So that's where we started having a Sunday dinner where we'd sit down and not watch TV. And we'll just, we're going to sit there and we're going to talk. We're going to make ribs together because he likes cooking those with me. And he likes putting way, way, way too many spices on it. He really loves olive oil. So there's olive oil all over Charlie and me and all over the kitchen and everything else when we get done. Another story for another day. Uh, But, but through COVID, Reading about loneliness, reading about kids, reading about how suicide is up, how there's many kids and younger kids that are committing suicide. One of the reasons why parents are saying, educators, we got to get kids back to school, and they need to feel this structure and other humans and connection and everything else. So so I've been concerned about that with him. And, and I'm not afraid that my son is going to commit suicide. And at the same time, if something were to happen and I never... Had that conversation with him because most people tell you when a, when a child commits suicide that they never saw it coming. So I want to see things coming. I, I want to dare to see those things, which means you have to be a daring parent to have these conversations because you never know what they're going to say, especially when they're younger and they have no filter. A lot of times they'll tell you anything and everything. So we, so, so we sat down on the bed and then I we got Charlie in the bed and then we just kind of laid down and we put our hands behind our heads. And I said, hey, is there anything you want to talk about? And he said, yeah, Daddy. He goes, I'm never going to get to be a fifth grader. Daddy, my best friend, who's been away for a year in Minnesota, has just come back. And he was so excited to see his best friend. Only to find out the two weeks later, later that his best friend has now moved away
0: permanently.
1: Mm. And he has tried so hard for so long to get a best friend. So the rest of those conversations that I had with him, I'm going to leave privately between my son and myself and Charlie. But... I just want to talk to all the parents out there. No matter how young your child is, you may think they're not thinking about things. But they are. You may think they're not exposed to things yet. Oftentimes, they've already been. And just because you didn't expose them to something doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So I just want to encourage you. Whether it be jumping in the car in the morning when hopefully we go back to school. Or sitting on a bed at night to do what Carl did with his kids and what I try to do in a very clumsy fashion now with mine to sit down and just say hey is there anything that you want to talk about
2: that's so beautiful because the only time that ever came up in my family was hey anything you want to talk about (laughs) you want to explain why the car is uh, high centered on the curb You know anything about this broken window? (laughs) Ready to get in the game? Get your playbook and schedule your Ron and Don sit down now at
0: ronanddonsitdown.com. All
1: right, you guys, episode 229 rolls on. And uh, don't forget, if you need to reach out to us, get signed up for The Nation News. Uh, we share a lot about our personal lives, about our real estate business, about our radio journey. Lots of pictures and videos. All you have to do is go to com and do what thousands have done. Get signed up for The Nation News. And thanks for doing that. We really appreciate that. Uh, Ron, explain something to me. It seems like Facebook and Apple and Google, everybody's been talking about paying for news and they don't want to pay for news. And now we look... Uh, over across the pond, not really across the pond, across a couple ponds. Looks like Facebook has been lighting it up with Australia, and they've been in a fight. Why is Australia? Why is Facebook? Why is Apple? Why is Google? Why is everybody talking about the news? And why are they talking about forcing some of these big tech giants? In fact, Facebook just came out and announced, we're going to pay a billion dollars for the news.
2: Yeah, Australia as a country said, Hey, Facebook, um, you need to pay these news distributors because we've all seen articles that are aggregated. You can go to what you know, like you can use any app that you want or any search engine you want. And and really, um the both sides are sort of at fault in a sense. Newspapers thought their model would never break. You know, and they're like, hey, like we've been around for you know, 200 years, like the people love newspapers. And so they're going to continue to buy newspapers and the classifieds are always going to be there. And then we're going to have these funding sources and why wouldn't you open it up and have a full page Nordstrom ad that says what the sales are like that's, this model's not going to break and yet it broke. And so they did a horrible job of seeing the future Mm -hmm. and figuring out a way to generate revenue. And then on the internet side, they were like, well, the basic thing was we're just a platform. Uh, all we're doing is moving ones and zeros around. So, uh, we're not r- responsible for this. And why would we have to pay for it? We're already paying. We paid to build it. We pay for all the servers. We pay for all the engineers. Uh, why do I need to pay you? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm getting you eyeballs. So you should be paying me. If anybody needs to get paid here, it should be you paying me. So both of these models have evolved over the years. And now the, the, my regret on all of this. And Australia is is saying, no, Facebook, you guys and Google, you guys are making so much money off of basically aggregating other people's content that now you need to pay for that. And so they shut that down and they're figuring that out through the courts and how that's going to work. The biggest thing for me that that this happened God, probably a decade ago and nobody they couldn't get it to, to work was the idea of micropayments. And so this concept was floated, and I wish it would have happened instead of you having to subscribe to everything, is the, the idea was on the Internet, there would be a form of currency, similar to what like Bitcoin or something is now. And when you wanted to read an article, you just paid for that article. I don't know how many times this probably happens to everybody. Something's in the economist or the Washington post or New York times. And you click on it. You really want to read that article and it's like, Hey, you want to sign up for $12 a month? No, I just want to read that article. Mm -hmm. I don't want to read every episode of the New Yorker. I just want to read that thing. And so this concept was floated years ago, again, where all of us would have this digital wallet built into our browser and it would cost you $0.03 cents or maybe even less than a cent, depending on the type of story it was or the type of website it was. You would make a micropayment. So every month you put 20 bucks into your account, and then wherever you're consuming media – you can pay them a fraction of a cent or a cent each time. So I don't have to make a subscription to, uh, you know, every single newspaper that I'm only want to read the one article for. And they just, they, they couldn't figure it out. Like that business model again to these conglomerates was like, we don't want to do that. We don't want a cent. We want to be Disney plus we want $19.99 a month, month in and month out. And it's like, well, sorry, Mm. like it was an all or nothing proposition. And I think looking back now, they would have done that. So if you have a very popular article uh, or a very popular columnist or a very popular piece of information, that's going to make you a lot of money. And so they can see that and go, God, you know what? When we do really great reporting around this issue, Mm. it gets a lot of clicks. Let's do more of that. When we have great sports coverage, it gets a lot of people reading. We make more money on that, and so I hope that they can figure that out because I would be more than happy to pay for that Now, the critics will say, "What about lower income people? What about folks that are uh, at the poverty line that don't have twenty bucks to stick into their media account what about What about children? Mm. What about school kids that are trying to research a project that that don 't have their account? What about those folks?" I'm okay with subsidizing people based on income mm. and that sort of thing. But um, in the meantime, it's just going to be fought out in the, in the court system. Uh, and hopefully, I would love to see that in America. Because as we've seen in the last two elections, if we don't have good journalists, uh, then the void is filled by people in their basement that make an official looking website banner and just make stuff up.
1: Yeah. Well said. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. We appreciate you. And uh, by the way... Ron, you just wrote a really great article. If people want to read that and not pay for it, where can they find it?
2: Uh, on our Facebook channel. So go to Facebook.com as we just <laughs> talked about Facebook being a distributor. Uh, you can find it on the Ron and Don broker page as a links to, to all the specific articles. Right. No micropayment required. Yeah. Look, even though I would take a tip. What do
1: you, what do you, what do you, what did you write
2: about? I was talking about how, you know, a lot of people go, what's, what's going on in the market? Is it heating up? Is it cooling down? How do we know? So I talk about how economists think about it. And the heuristic they use is called months of inventory. It it sort of explains how we can think about a, a housing market.
1: Yeah, it's really good. So check that out on Run It On Brokers on Facebook. All right. Yeah. Once again, appreciate you guys. Thanks for just supporting us. And thanks for loving us. And we love you. Yeah, we surely do. If you need our help, whether it be real estate or anything else, you can just reach out to us. Reach out to Ron, ronatwindermere.com, and then he'll call me and tell me about it. <laughs> you keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time right here for episode 230 only on the Ronadon Radio Network.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not doing that. <laughs>